some dark days but not today today, today is, is a very bright day. sunny very bright very happy um just full of all very things joyous because it's usually joyous on american brews and tunes here's a theme song you know it's not a mean song it's a good song just as it should song american brews and tunes we're back <laughs> That's right, this is episode number 75 of what? American Brews and Tunes. We're three quarters of a century old. Wow. My name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And we're here for a fun one-off. Yeah. Wow. Who doesn't love a, a fun one-off? Nobody doesn't love a good one-off. <laughs> so everybody loves it. Everybody loves it, yep. Cheers to that. Um, anyways, last week we had mentioned that we were going to be reviewing Pup's newest album morbid stuff yep. because we thought last week was episode number 75 it was not alas it was 74 whoops <laughs> so we're like you know what let's record pup's first album yeah and then i mean let's review it and then let's review morbid stuff yeah so a, a first and a one first and a two and most recent yeah so we'll do two one-offs in a row can you believe that heck yeah i believe it i believe it 100 percent. 100 percente is it percente or percento Porcento. I have no idea. You just kind of mumble it so that it's could be. Porcento. Yeah, so that way, is like it that? an O or an A? I don't know. Porcento. Porcento. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> exactly correct. Perfect. Anyways, uh, on this episode, we will be reviewing Pup's debut album, self titled Pup. Yes. Um, and we'll be having some fun beers that go together well. Yeah, we some very fun beers. They're both from Bearded Iris, one of our favorite Nashville breweries. Uh, are they New England-style IPAs, you might ask? And I might answer, they are not. What? I know, pretty crazy, right? That's super crazy, because almost everything that we have from them is a New England-style IPA. Yes. Uh, the first beer, well, there are two There are two beers. We're going to be trying one this episode and one the next episode. And the first one that we're going to be trying is called One Man Band. Um, and both of these beers were released on their third anniversary. Yeah, they're both barrel aged. Yes. So the first one, one man band, is an English barley wine. And it says a harmonious instrumentation, thoughtfully aged for twenty four months in twenty year wheated bourbon barrels. I believe it was Pappy Van Winkle barrels. Pappy Van Winkle. Do you do? You, are you familiar with that distillery? No, but uh, K Dog mentioned. Pappy Van Winkle, or no, Bobber did, or someone Bobber did. It's it's a, a very sought after. Um, you know, I'm looking up on the uh, Untapped, and I can confirm their 20 year Pappy Van Winkle bourbon barrels that they've been aged in for two years. So they've been aging these since their months. first birthday. Yeah, that's true. Crazy, weird. Huh? Uh, and we'll tell you what the uh, the next beer is on the next episode, but I can promise you that it is related somehow. Somehow related. S- somehow, one way or another. Anyways, uh, let's say that we crack this one and uh, give it a little little look over, a little look-see, a little sniff-ski and maybe a little taste-ski, maybe, maybe a little a little vol. Yeah, we'll give we'll give it a little sniff-ski, a little taste-ski. Taste yeah. It was, we, we had gone to the uh, the third anniversary of Bearded Iris, 
and we actually made an Instagram story. So if you were following us that day and a half, you, <laughs> you got to it. watch it. Yeah. So we stood in line. It was a huge line, and it probably took us like maybe four hours, four hours to actually get up to where we could purchase the beer. Yeah. Um, but whilst we were waiting in line, they had beer for sale, so you could go into the the bar inside go in, and order grab yourself a beer, a beer. Walk back to your line, your spot in line. Take a nice Instagram video of the whole long line because that's what you do whenever you're whenever you have an Instagram page. You take videos of things that you do. They released this beer among a couple others. Uh, one of which which I was very excited for was the Triple Home Style. Now on the episode where I reviewed the two Bon Iver albums, I had the Single Home Style, their their flagship beer, and the Double Home Style. Can you imagine if I was to review a third Bon Iver album? I could I could go ahead and try the Triple Home Style. You could get the Triple Home Style, yeah. But do I want to review a third Bon Iver? Nah. Not that it would be bad, but... Why don't you want to? Because I, I don't know. He's not my favorite. I respect yeah. him. Yeah, he, as you not should. not my favorite. Now, in looking at this beer that it's all poured, it's a strange color. It's a very strange color. It, it kind of looks, looks like, like dirty, like muddy water. It. What brown I was thinking water. is it looks like... A darker apple cider. Oh, good, good. That's actually a very good, like a very dark apple cider. Because it's dark like brown. You can't see through it. It's kind of cloudy, but in the it's way that not, that apple cider is cloudy. Yeah, and it's not like not hazy. It's not like a stout color either. No, it's it's, it's a very literally strange, a color. very weird brown color. I mean, light definitely comes through it. Not a hundred percent, but you can kind of see a little bit of light through. There's it. also a lot of sediment up in there. It smells a little boozy, actually. It, it smells quite boozy. Get a whiff of yourself and, and see what you think. Ooh, doggy. There's a sweetness and a booziness to it. I how, forget, how, yeah, how do you wow. describe that? What would you say? Um, all I can think about is apple cider now. <laughs> I'll try not to think of apple cider because it I don't definitely, think... It definitely, you can definitely smell the bourbon. You know what? The, uh, I the bet liquor. you a, a bourbon barrel aged apple cider would be delicious. Probably. But that's beside the point. That's for another time. Maybe anyway. you could just make your own by mixing bourbon and apple cider. Yeah. Make it into a cocktail. Um, I think this smell is awesome. It really... I, I can smell the like the, the, the barrels they, they aged this in. Yeah, you can really even, even a little like wood even, aromas. Even definitely wood, yeah. Yeah. You it can smells really smell nice. Wood. You can smell the bourbon, the, the booziness of it. Yeah. I'm really curious to taste it. Shall we uh, give it a clink and a try? Let's do it up. As you always say on American Brews and Tunes... She made a people down <laughs> the hatch. Wow, I'm immediately hit with a lot of that wood flavor again. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Actually, it's very strong in the wood flavor. Unlike all of the other stouts from Bearded Iris that we've had, like they've got that Moon Dust one. They've got mm-hmm. a. Uh, what I can't remember the other ones they've had. They've it was a moon pie one, a chocolate one. They were all really indulgently sweet, like yeah. really intense and sweet. Yeah, this is not sweet. Mm-mm. No, it's really not. It's uh, but it's also not like hoppy. It's really smooth, very smooth. Um, kind of a little, a little hints of sweet, but I think that's mostly the woodiness of the the mm-hmm. barrels that it was aged in is kind of giving off a nice little sweetness. I'm I might say that this so far is the perfect catalyst for transferring the bourbon barrel flavor because yeah I, you're I not would agree it's not being overpowered by like the chocolatiness or the sweetness yeah. or the crazy roasted malts the yeah. roasty maltese um i'm really just tasting that barrel it's, it's, it's like i stuck my head in a bourbon barrel and licked the wood yeah pretty much <laughs> except i'm not getting splinters this time this is very good very potent very complex did um, you lick a barrel before 
No, I don't know why I said again. Okay. Um, what's the, the booze <laughs> content on here? Uh, 10%. Oh, so it's it's up there, but it's not the highest booze content we've ever encountered. Nope, but it's definitely it has definitely broken that that double-digit threshold. It 100% has. Just barely, but but it's there. Pretty good, though. Real tasty. Um, kind of raisiny as well. A little raisiny. There's a little There's bit a little of the dark fruit. Raisin, yeah, dark That's probably fruit. where the barley wine's getting in there, but it's... Yeah. This, this is great. I'm really happy that it's not super sweet because that almost takes away from the bourbon barrel flavors. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So bourbon's already naturally has a sweetness from the the charred oak barrels. Mm-hmm. That's what gives it the sweetness. That and the corn. Um, so if you're already adding sweetness from a sweet stout to, over top of that, it, it can kind dilute of masks it. it a little yeah. bit. So this is perfect for it. Very, very tasty. Shall we dive into the pup? Yes. Let's talk about their self-titled album. Yes, let's. Um, this came out in 2013, um, but it was re-released in the U.S. in 2014. Um, it was oh, on was a it? it was on a Canadian label, I believe, in 2013. And okay. I think Side One Dummy picked it up and released it in 2014. Interesting. In the U.S., that's pretty cute. It happens from time to time. Um, and we had reviewed "The Dream Is Over" Pup's second album on this podcast before. Yes. So if you ever want to check that out, I mean, it's I don't want to toot our own horns, but we reviewed the heck out of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean they have they have three albums and they're all fantastic. They are. Um, what would you call classify them as? I I would say Canadian garage punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would agree with you that they're more not just straight punk. They're yeah, they got elements kind of, of uh, elements of like weird like punk. timing things like yeah, that's a little progressive influence yeah, like there. Progressive and uh, uh, poppy melodies. Yeah, little, really poppy, catchy melodies. I don't want to say lo-fi, but it's kind of gritty sounding. Yeah, um, it's not polished at all. No, but it's it's great. Like. Um, they were, uh, just some fun facts into their backstory. Okay. Uh, and this might come up later. I don't know. Um, but Ooh. they were originally called Topanga. Oh, really? After yes. the one, uh, Boy Meets World? It was definitely after, after Boy Meets World. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, but they changed their, their name after they started writing songs and it went in a little bit more heavy progression. They thought yeah. that the name didn't really suit that. Hmm. It's Pup. That would be weird if they were Topanga. And yeah. do you know what Pup stands for? People under pressure. Pathetic use of potential. Mm. I believe one of the members' grandmother used to say that. Really, pup? and so they yeah, pup, pup, some or they would say pathetic use of potential. So they just oh they just oh, so it's like it. it's actually not just like oh hello there little little puppy. No, definitely not. <laughs> well, maybe I don't know. Um, but anyways, this is a fantastic debut, and they grew in popularity really quick. Really quick. Um, they jumped on some. Some really good tours, like they were with the Menzingers for. Yeah, I think their first year they played like uh, I don't know a couple hundred dates. They were touring extensively for a few years. Uh, like I remember when this came out in the U.S. Um, do you remember? Uh, I can't remember. Jason, um, he worked at, at Geneva, my mom's yeah. office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Pinella, that's his last name. Yeah, I remember. I had heard their stuff before, and I and because it was recommended all over the internet. Yeah, and I was like, eh, it's, it's not bad. And then he's like. He's like, have you heard of Pup? I feel like you would like them. I was like, I, I've heard some stuff. And then, and then I delved into their music after that. And I was then like, you They're were great. Like, oh, my gosh. And then I love them. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, shall we give this the uh, the good uh, Bruising Tunes look-see? Good Bruising Tunes Dive try. Dive in track by track. Yeah. Let's do it up. See. You have, uh, you have um, what's it called? Ratings? I've got ratings and recommendations. Oh. Um, the first song, which is called Guilt Trip, is my first Guilt recommendation. Trip. And yeah. I gave it the rating of Coonhound. Coonhound. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good dog. It's a good dog. That's because Stanley's a Coonhound. <laughs> yeah. Stanley's pretty cool. He's crazy. He's not even a year old yet. No. Eight, eight months. He's a, eight months. He's still full-fledged pup. Yeah, he is. Oh, crazy dog. Still growing. 
Anyhow, um, this is a fantastic intro to the album and yeah, pup I sound agree. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like the really like melodic, riffy guitar lines that like are like, kind of in a weird time. Weird time scene. Weird timing. It sounds yeah. like it fits, but then when you listen to it and you try and keep time, you're like, oh, I think they add an extra... Uh, extra beat, beat every, every other measure, yeah i so. think that's that's a really common theme throughout most of their their albums is that um if you know anything about time signatures uh what they'll do is like say they'll have like a measure of five four and then they'll have a measure of four four mm-hmm. measure of four four measure of five four in this song they do seven four so it's probably a measure of three four and four four yeah so it's some some subdivision of that but it's yeah. it's a uh, very interesting makes the songs stand out a little bit more i think yeah it definitely does and they don't go. They don't really go overboard with it either. No, they they keep it. It's light. always then, it's always very simple. Once the verse kicks in, it's it's usually back to common time four. Yeah, four. back to four four. And yeah. then it, or three it, four or something like it that. It changes sporadically throughout the song. Yeah. Um, apart from the technicality of those time signature switches, super catchy. Like we said, um, the verses are good, but I think the choruses are great. Mm-hmm. Now that you're gone, I'm, I'm back, back my own. And um, do, 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 do. thematically. This song is about a toxic relationship with mm-hmm. a girl who manipulates him. Yeah. And even though she ended it, he still wants her back. And he feels guilty about it. Yeah, he's on a guilt trip. Yeah. Oh, title. <laughs> uh, shall we move on to track number two? Let's. This song is called Reservoir. Reservoir. I gave uh, this I a rating of Black Lab. Black Labs are pretty awesome. They're pretty awesome. I didn't recommend it, though. Um, this was the big single from the album. Uh, they pushed was it this really? Quite a, I think this was the first song I heard from them, huh. yeah. I heard it on one of those punk news. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't think that, that this would be like the one that they would push. This was, believe it or not. Um, it's definitely a live staple at their show. Yeah, every um, every single. They're show. gonna play it every show. Oh, this beer is good. Yeah, it <laughs> really is. <laughs> I was just thinking about what I was saying, and I was like, I, I was tasting it on my taste buds. I was like, wow, your taste buds were applauding. My taste buds were overriding uh, my brain. Like I was thinking, trying to say the words that I wanted to say, but. My brain was but thinking, then your brain mm, was like delicious. Wait a second. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so good. It does. It just tastes amazing. Yeah. Anyways, Reservoir. Um, Reservoir. More aggressive sounding than the uh, the intros, the first yeah, song. A lot more screaming. Yeah. Definitely, it's like, a certified rager. I would say. It's got some some fun different sections in the song. I think it kind of takes some turns. But all in all, it's high energy the entire way through. Um, the singer, uh, Stefan, Stefan, I always want to say Stephen because I hate I think the name Stefan, but he's, it's S-T-E-F-A-N, so yeah. it's definitely Stefan. Yep. Um, I think that he's using the term reservoir as a metaphor, mm-hmm. um, either for a failing relationship, uh, or for a mental state or for substance abuse. Meet me at the reservoir. I think probably a combination of all three. Yeah. Cause this isn't, is this a song where one of the lines are, um, my lungs are killing me. I didn't even get high. high, high, high. Yeah. yeah, it definitely is. He's like talking about, all, yeah, like bad habits, mm-hmm. and then he like, keeps saying like, "Meet me at the reservoir." But maybe he's talking about a literal reservoir. Could be. Meet um, there to. You never know. They reference a lot of specific places and stuff in their music, so perhaps. Yeah, they do. But I feel like if they were talking about it, they would specify which reservoir. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Um, let's move on, shall we? We shall. Track number three is called Mabu. It's my second recommendation. Mabu. I gave it a rating of Karen Terrier. Karen Terrier. Just like Buster. He was my dog growing up. Yeah. From the Karen area of Scotland. 
Oh, okay. He he was bred to small. It's a small breed of dog. They were bred to to climb into rocks and kill vermin. <laughs> they would chase them into rocks and kill them. And he, my my dog Buster, he he had a seizure disorder, and we had to give him this medicine that actually kind of dumbed him down a bit. Yeah. Uh, phenobarbital for all of you uh, pharmaceuticals out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for all you pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Uh, but he was, he, we called him a simple dog. He's a simple he, dog. He really was. That's a, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't very bright. He could, he, he loved food. But when mm-hmm. there was like a mole or a vole in our yard, he went crazy. Something clicked in his eyes. And yeah. He no longer was that simple dog, but he was on a mission. His tail would go rigid and he would pounce on them. Yeah. Put them in his mouth and crunch them until they were dead, and then drop them and run away like it was no big deal. It was like we watched and we're like, "What the heck? He's good for something." <laughs> like he, that was like it was so bred into him that that was yeah. just, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what the breeding does. Yeah, but anyways, Karen Terriers are ready. I gave Mabu because I love those dogs. <laughs> Mabu, Mabu. Um, this is one of the catchiest songs on the album, I think. Yeah, um, not the catchiest. I think that one's a little later, but this is one of the catchiest. Mm-hmm. Um, from the guitar riffs to the vocal melodies, um, this song is a literal tribute to Stefan's car, car Mabu. Yeah. Um, it was a Toyota Camry, which he no longer has, uh, and he dearly misses. Mm-hmm. Um, did you watch the music video? No. <laughs> I was dropping you some clues to watch a music video earlier this week. I was like, no, I didn't. you should watch the Mad Boot music video. It's great. Um, what happens in it? Let me tell you. Uh, at the very beginning of the video, they talk about his car, how it's not doing so well. And so yeah. they, I think they break out the windows and they replace them. And then they repaint it a whole bunch of times. And they're just like kind of screwing around with it. And then they take it to a demolition derby. Oh, really? And not like a fake demolition derby for the music video. It was a legit demolition derby. Really? And it's getting destroyed. And oh my uh, <laughs> to his credit, Stefan came in second place. He got wow. a trophy for it. Wow, that's pretty um, cool. It was pretty hilarious. But then uh, it ends maybe like three quarters of the way through the song after he loses. Yeah. Comes in second, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they hold a funeral for it. And the music never comes back. For the car. Yeah. And then there's like at the very <laughs> end, it's like shows a picture of the car and says like whatever year to 20. 14 that's so funny it's a really hilarious video and they're they're famous for their videos we'll touch upon that mm-hmm. next episode as well um but this song is just so catchy i need an engine that runs this guitar line's so good i need an engine that runs yeah fantastic song do you have anything else to say about mabu great song i love it um, let's move on to track number four, which is called Never Try. I give this a rating of Yorkie, another small dog. Yorkie. Yeah, you probably aren't. As, they're smaller than Karen Terriers. Are they really? Yeah. Ooh, I would not like it. You then. remember Willie's dog? Uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, that was a toy Yorkie, so that's toy even smaller Yorkie. than regular oh. ones. Jeez. I know you're not a big fan of small dogs. I like small not dogs, really. though. That's that's a personal preference, I guess. Yeah. Everyone's got their own dog's opinions. I think this song is where the album starts to finally get, cut you a little slack. It starts to slow down a little bit. It's a nice mm-hmm. change of pace. Yeah. Um, there's a, a part in the song when the like it cuts out in the verse and the bass guitar plays and he hits the string at the exact same time that the drummer hits the ride cymbal. Mm-hmm. And I know there's no harpsichord playing, but every time I hear it... It, it kind of sounds like a harpsichord. It sounds like a harpsichord. Dude, in the morning when I make out... Dun, dun. It's just a face bump bump. Yeah, but during the verses, I'm just always think harpsichord. Uh, I don't know why. Um, but this song's about growing up and not wanting to growing up, or not yeah. wanting to grow up, or not being able to grow up. Perhaps I'm not entirely sure, but it's kind of fighting that, or, or 
not being happy about it. My favorite line is in the second verse when he says, "Am I too old to be camping out on my back yeah. porch?" Yeah. Um, because sometimes Am I want to camp out on my back porch. Too old to be camping out on my back porch. So good. Yeah. Any yeah, other? yeah, I like that line too. It's a great song, and, and like I said, it's a little bit slower than the rest of the songs. So it's it's like getting you a little, it's slowing you down in that mood and prepares you for the next song. Mm-hmm. Track number five is called Yukon. I gave this Yukon. a rating of Frenchie or French mm-hmm. Bulldog, depending on what you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love a good French Bulldog? Um, I'd say this is probably the slowest song on the album. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it definitely gets a little bit more intense later on, but it's it's a definitely a more reserved, pulled back song. Yeah. Um, I'd say this is probably the centerpiece of the album. So I think the longest song on the album, okay. uh, unless the last song is, I can't remember the time lengths. Um, but this song is about him and his sister venturing through the Yukon. I guess they used to go camping up there. Hmm. Um, and it's like a super isolated and fairly uninhabited region of Canada. I think it's like yeah, north Yukon and west. Valley. Yeah. Yep. Um, super catchy. Um, but like I said, for a slow song, it gets intense, and there's a guitar solo that rips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it um, gets intense near the end of the yeah. near the we, end of the song. When we saw them, they played this. And I was like, oh, so good. Yeah, we awesome. saw them after the dream is over came out, and so they played a nice blend of, of songs from both albums. Yeah, and they're coming to Nashville again soon. Now that in their third September. album's out, oh, it's gonna be good. September, right? Yeah, sometime in September. It's gonna be awesome. I bought my tickets, but I have no idea when it is. Yep, <laughs> yeah. I bought the tickets as well. First day, first day they were on sale. Yeah. I, I think I bought them second or third day. Really? I was, I'm glad it didn't sell out quick. <laughs> I know. I'm surprised it didn't, actually. I feel like it's at a larger venue than the last time. Right. We saw them at the High Watt. Now they're playing at the Cannery. Cannery, yeah. So it's like double the size, maybe. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, I feel like they really have just like burst. They as, really did. As much as you can become an overnight success yeah. in music, they what kind they say? of are. You become an overnight success after 15 years? Something like that, that's really? What, that's, that's what they say because... A lot of people think you're an overnight success, but really you've been working at it for so long. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, like, like you know, Chris Stapleton? Yeah. Like, he popped up out of nowhere and everyone's like, he's an overnight success, but he'd been playing and writing with people for years. Yeah. So he's the overnight success after 15 years. Yeah. Makes sense. Let's move on to track number six. This song is called Dark Days. Um, this is my next recommendation. I gave oh. it a rating of Pug. Pug? <laughs> everyone loves Pug. They're squishy and they're funny and they... Have breathing yeah. problems and their eyes yeah, are bad. They have breathing problems. <laughs> they yeah. really do. I know uh, they do, just from from all the the force breathing upon them. They're bred to have those those squished like noses squished and the buggy faces. eyes. Yeah, it's yeah. actually not good for them. No, it's not. Pugs lead pugs lead sad sad lives. But they're happy. Well, probably they're treated well. They're happy. Yeah, that's all true. dogs are for the most part. Yeah. Um, this I I'd say is my favorite song on the album. Really, and it's my opinion, but I'd say it's the catchiest. Mm. Uh, that's definitely. Uh, subjective yeah for sure but, uh, but i think it's hey, the catchiest hey you're allowed to have opinions i am thank you for validating jesse mm-hmm. uh since jesse agrees with me that this is the catchiest song <laughs> that I, just, I, I i just i just uh but i think the song is splendid the whole way through from the yeah it's pretty awesome the chord choices the melodies the guitar it's just it's fantastic yeah um it seems like it's probably just about reflecting on the past yeah and like it's kind of a hopeful song uh, it's kind of about getting a hopeful song. It's it's about being in a really difficult situation and persevering. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in the first verse, they mention a funeral. Um, like he's talking about someone, I think, going into... I can't remember the, the exact words, but he says something about being at the funeral. Yeah. And so I'm assuming somebody's passed away that he was really close to. Yeah. Um, and he's 
He's had some dark days. He's in the thick of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's trying to persevere because he'll survive. At least I'll yeah. survive. So I think it's just him saying, like, you know, we've had some dark days. We're in the dark days right now. Yeah. But we'll get through it. It's really, it, will, it is a positive song, even though it's will about you, a sad Will thing. you ever not be in dark days? Yeah. I don't know. Why not? Hmm. It just seems like there's always crap being thrown at you. Yeah, but you don't always have to be in the dark days. True. You can choose to... Maybe to, it's all uh, about your mindset. What's that word when you pass above something? Transcend? Yeah, you can transcend your dark days. You can yeah. transcend what the world throws at you. PMA. Um, not to say that you can transcend everything. Like, uh, on the uh, off chance that you like ha- have a lost loved one, I, yeah. I think you're allowed to be in the dark days. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if, if you're just, like, really having some crummy times, maybe you should, like, step back, like... Kind of reflect on your life and... Take your mind in a different direction and just, you know, have a good day. Just yeah. do something fun. I don't know. Do something fun. <laughs> yeah, whatever that means to you. Um, let's move on, shall we? We shall. Track number seven is called Lionheart, and I gave this a rating of Beagle. Beagle? Yeah, because they probably have the hearts of a lion in them. Maybe. <laughs> They've got more of a heart than the, the cowardly lion. Do you do you have a least favorite song on this album? Mm, no. If you had to choose one. <sighs> this, might be, this might choose... be mine. Lionheart might be my least favorite, even though I still really like it. It might be this. It's either this one or the next one. Those two are, are maybe candidates. But I, I this song's great forward to backward. That's why I didn't yeah. give a number rating system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Lionheart was written when they were still performing against Topanga. Believe oh, it or really? not. Oh, and callback uh, before I move oh, on. Lionheart. On the song Mabu in the music video. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're showing them like repainting the car, um, he goes into his glove compartment and on the front of the glove compartment says Topanga. Oh, yeah. And then when he opens it, it's his lizard. Do you remember oh, yeah. that song on the second album that has his lizard in it who uh-huh. passed away? Yeah. So it's a nice little reference to him. That's pretty funny. Um, but anyways, Lionheart was written while they were Topanga, uh, but obviously they carried it over. Um, there's a lot of AAs and woes and ba da ba ba da ba 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 Yeah. Oh, Lionheart. Ba-da-da-ba-ba. You know, great sing-along, I guess. They're playing it live. You can really sing along. Uh, let's move on. It's about having a lion heart and about being courageous, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, being courageous. I can't remember if he's talking about himself or a friend, but well, I don't really either care. way. It's probably have a lion referencing uh, the Wizard of Oz or a courage cowardly lion. Courage the cowardly dog. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting my I'm getting my references mixed up here. Yeah, you're getting all of them mixed up, man. Yeah. Let's do a dead end circle and move on to the next song. Okay. The next song is called Call to Sack. Uh, Call I gave this sack. a rating of Saint Bernard. Saint Bernard. A lot bigger than a beagle, but. You I know, like Saint Bernard. Beethoven, you know, they're huge. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another slightly slower jam, not as slow as Yukon by any stretch of the imagination, um, but still heavy. Um, this song's about a failed relationship, um, but I love at the very end of the chorus when he does the woes. Change. And it's doubled yeah. by the guitar, like that really, I don't even know what tones on that guitar, but it's just. It sounds so good. Yeah, it's like it's o- it's overdriven, but like a metallic, not metallic-y, but it's just like really good tone. I don't know how to yeah. describe it. You got to listen, uh, but great song. It's fun to sing along to. Definitely. Um, moving on to track number nine, which is the penultimate track. It's called "Back Against the Wall." I gave this a rating of Border Collie. Border great Collie. dog's very smart. Hmm. Um, the speed and intensity is definitely back from the last song. I like the yeah. uh, the O's. Another great sing along, but I don't really have anything else to say about it. It's, it's more intense. Now you're coming, gotta back against the wall. It's a good song. Yeah. Oh, 
I love the woes. I love all woes. No Effects has a fun song called, about woes called Woe on the Woes. Woe on the Woes. They're saying there's too many woes. Yeah, we don't need any woes. more woes. Um, let's move on to the last song. It's called Factories. And I gave this rating of Cocker Spaniel. This is a good song, too. This is a good one. Um, this song is about... And this is a weird song. Do you know like the actual story in this song? Um, yeah. Isn't it, it? It's about some guy who uh, is like put on trial for something. Yeah, and murder at the end. Like it's about this guy who, like, he's found out that his significant other's been cheating on him. Yeah, like you've been with another man. Remember that that line? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he plans on killing her, and he does so. Yeah, and he like throws her under the bridge, and he knows that he'll be hanged for it. Uh, but she got what, like he says that she got what she deserved, and so he what will get goes what she, around. Comes what goes around, around comes around. So he's gonna get what he deserves as well. Yeah. Um, so it's a really interesting, kind of crazy story. Yeah, they they have a lot of uh, not a lot of songs like that, but like at least like one song on each album is like a story. And maybe I'm a jealous. It's man. definitely not a real story. It's like a fictitious story. I hope it's not I real. Hope. Otherwise, they're in some trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the song ends like it, it, you think it's over, and then like this unrelated sounding thing comes in, and it's just a rager of an outro yeah like super intense super heavy super fast like they should like end every show with it it's so intense <laughs> or start every show i don't know but it's just it's a do super awesome it, outro yeah. that has nothing to do with the actual song but they just like throw it in there and you're like what the heck this yeah, is awesome like, huh? like i imagine myself punching a wall to this like taking a sledgehammer to a car or like putting my head through a tv i just want to like put your head through rage to it I want to just want to kick. I just want to kick something. Put my knee through a styrofoam wall. <laughs> It'll look <laughs> awesome. Actually, and it won't hurt. That would be really fun. Actually, it would be like a whole wall. Yeah, just just, I just want to jump through it head first. You, like a, you, do you a remember missile. that? Uh, do you remember that one game? That one game show. Um, it was, it's is it a game show where they they that like big old styrofoam wall is coming towards these people, and there's like a, a pose that they have to do. Oh, to fit into it? Yeah, to fit into it. I don't remember that, but it sounds vaguely familiar. I that that's what oh, that's what kicking you through a styrofoam wall made me think. Oh, of. <laughs> funny, but I think this is a great album. Yeah, it is. Um, it uh, it took me like I remember hearing it on it was either on the dyingscene.com or punknews.com. They were really pushing this album. And I remember hearing, I was like, oh, it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, but then I revisited, I don't know, a month later, and I I I listened to it a couple times. Like this is fantastic yeah i remember so, whenever i remember when you showed me or told me to listen to it and i did and i was like oh my gosh it's even if it's not your style give it a couple listens i think you'll really yeah, enjoy it they, they write really really catchy music yeah and their live show is fun yeah for sure anything else to say about this beer um it stayed fantastic in my opinion yeah it really I, has uh, the flavors were already i think there when we we tasted it um that wood flavor still there that a little bit of that dark fruit, even though it's not as like powerful yeah, on seems... the dark fruit flavors, and it doesn't taste as boozy as a lot of other barley wines I've had. No, it definitely doesn't. But it smells more boozy than it tastes. Yeah, it. Uh, the smell has stayed the same. The taste has also stayed the same. Still, still wood-like, fantastic. Still bourbony. Yep, delicious. Very complex. Very nice. I would say that we give our uh, cheers. Sign off. Let's. As we always say in American Brews and Tunes. Down the hitch. Uh, before I before I say goodbye though, 
Um, be, f- be sure to listen in next week when we have the part two in which we will review Morbid Stuff, the third album from Pup. Yes. And we will have another related beer from Bearded Iris. Ooh. Um, if you have any album recommendations, feel free to reach out. Or if you just want to say hi or have questions, concerns, whatever, just reach out. We're on social medias. You look up American Brews and Tunes. You'll find us. Mm-hmm. Or you can email us, brewsandtunespodcast.com. Or if you really want to, go to our website. Uh, what is it? Brews and Tunes. American Brews and AmericanBrewsandTunes.com? No, dot com. Or is it bruisingtunespodcast.com? Oh, I reversed our... I got our email wrong. Our, bruise, our email is americanbruisingtunes at gmail.com. And the website's bruisingtunespodcast.com. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> housekeeping on my housekeeping. Um, like, once again, my name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Thanks for listening to American Brews and Tunes. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American Brews. And tunes. Shibbity beam a day.